Welcome to the program Dying to be Famous, a series about self-transformation and personal evolution despite and also using extreme life challenges and circumstances. I'm your host for the program, Robert Coleman. This first episode features my greeting and introduction and also gives you an idea of the subjects of the program. Then the show closes out with a poem I wrote when I was feeling down and needed to pick myself up. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome to my very first episode of Dying to be Famous. Of course, I'm your host for this series, Robert Coleman. Let me just say right up front that I'm a stage four cancer patient. I was diagnosed last year and the doctors essentially gave me a death sentence. Now, modern medicine has advanced tremendously with respect to prostate cancer, and I'm actually hanging pretty tough right now. But my last year was full of one crisis after the other, with my enduring terrible pain, surgery, radiation, and heavy drugs. Beyond my physical suffering, my life was completely upended. I lost my career as a business consultant and suffered a great deal of depression, especially at first. My family was thrown into turmoil, and my dear wife Deborah had to pick up the massive load and burden of responsibilities that just came out of nowhere after my diagnosis. I can't tell you how much it broke my heart to watch her struggling to help me physically while she also had to pay all of the bills for our family, contend with doctors who sometimes made serious mistakes, and sort out a flurry of paperwork, bills, and schedules. I felt really low and helpless. And of course, this was all enlarged for me by the fact that I had brought all of this on myself and my family by not getting regular checkups and taking care of business. Prostate cancer can be treated substantially and in many cases cured if you catch it early enough, and I hadn't done that. I really do think that I had every right to feel down, ashamed, and depressed. Now, the story could end right here, and you might think, gee, that's too bad and feel sorry for me, or maybe even be angry at me for being so careless and neglectful. I get it, and I'm not sure you could say anything to me that I haven't already thought about myself. In fact, I had one doctor take me aside and try to make me feel guilty and terrible about myself, my neglect, and my circumstances. He quietly told me that I should think about what I had done to myself and others while my wife was out of the room and nobody else was there to hear what he was saying. Of course, he said all of this after we had declined to let him conduct surgery on me, and he saw dollar bills flying away on little wings. We had a feeling that something was off with him, and I'm sure glad we listened to our intuitions. Anyway, what he said didn't produce much of an effect on me because I had already started working with my emotions, beliefs, ideas, and responsibilities with respect to my cancer. He really picked the wrong guy to run his act on because I had already moved on. 
And that, my friends, gets to the point of why I'm doing this series. Somewhere in the middle of all of this chaos, I decided to stop being a passive victim and recipient of everything bad that was happening to me. I decided to step up and take over my entire experience and own everything. I own the cancer in my body, the effects of my cancer on my career and family. I took it over and I owned every part of it that I could find. Yes, it was mine, but when something is yours, that means you can do something about it. I got to work confronting my emotions, both on the surface and those that were hidden. I looked at my life and asked myself if there was a larger story connected with my cancer that I hadn't noticed or had overlooked or even avoided. I started to look at my cancer and I began to take it apart, looking for aspects that I could do something about. And guess what? Not only did I raise my morale, but my physical body and even my circumstances started to sharply improve. I have a very spiritual perspective of life and believe that facing and dealing with challenges is one of the most spiritually powerful responses a person can have under dire circumstances. Instead of sailing your boat away from the storm, you steer right into it. But your life does begin to change dramatically right before your eyes. So I decided to share my experiences and ideas with others who were being forced to take on major life changes. A dire medical diagnosis, the collapse of a career or a divorce, a severe injury, really anything that acts as a wake-up call and pushes you to your limits. In this series, I'm going to ask you to look at your life, review events, face challenges, whatever you need to do. I'm also going to look at the energy and the spiritual dynamics of what you are facing. They are intertwined with what's going on. Here's the deal. I'm in the same boat as you are. I don't know when I might get worse or even die, but I at least took my power back and decided that if I'm going out, I'm going to go out stepping right into my life, living it, loving people, and really giving it what I have within me. So let's go through this together. I'm less your teacher than a friend and an associate with some ideas to share. All you need to do is listen and decide if those ideas are useful to you and your own circumstances. I'd like to close this first episode by reading a poem that I wrote a few months ago. I wrote it one night when I was feeling pretty down. Of course, that happens sometimes. And I wanted to write something that would pick myself up, that would help me have more energy and to step into things better. And the resulting poem that I wrote is It's Possible. So I wrote this for myself, but I share it with everybody out there because it really is the stance that I'm trying to take as I move forward, not only with my own circumstances, but also something that I would share with others if you find it appropriate for yourself.
So, It's Possible by Robert Coleman. Do you still hear echoes of childhood pains and sorrows? Do you listen to words that were spoken 40 years ago? What are your reasons for giving up on yourself? Are you old, sick, fat? Do you not have enough cash? Listen. This world will convince you that you're less than nothing. The drumbeats keep pounding until you can't hear them at all. Listen. You are woven from a grander cloth that runs far beneath the braying donkeys who prance and preen on the news. Listen. You are a bonfire. You are a lightning storm. You are a howling wind that sweeps across the plains. You are majestic. You are inconceivable. You are so much more than you dare even think. Even if you're nobody, plugging away in oblivion with an aching back and too many bills you have to pay, believe that it's possible. Rekindle the fire in your heart. Connect with the massive love that runs through your soul. Yes, you will be challenged. Treated like you don't matter. Swept into a line to wait until somebody has the time. You will have to be courageous when the world tries to convince you that it's all but over now and every color is gray. But I tell you it's possible. No matter where you find yourself, No matter what you must endure, it's up to you to decide that it's possible. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of Dying to be Famous. I hope you found it worthwhile. I'll be back soon with another episode, and until then, be well.